Konnichiwa, and welcome to episode 30 of Monocle Movie News. My name is Mac. My name is Sean. And my name is Keith. This week's movie is 2004's The Ravaged House, Soroku's Disease, also known as <laughs> Taralita Ai Soroku no Kibio, directed by Kazuyoshi Kumakiri, starring Marie Kawaguchi, Masaki Miura, Satoshi Morishida, and Kawen Okimura. The Ravaged House, Soroku's Disease, is a 2004 Japanese horror drama film based on the manga by Hideshi Hino. How about a plot synopsis? In a rural village, there lives a man named Zoroku and his sister, Haruko. All is well until one day, Zoroku becomes affected with a bizarre disease that blisters his skin and deforms his body. Fearing the reactions of the townspeople, his parents lock him in the house. Unfortunately, the village chief sees him, and soon, Zoroku and Haruko are mistreated by everybody in the village. Unable to watch Haruko suffer any longer, the parents decide to end Zoroku's misery themselves. Haruko tries to save her brother, and they leave home, but what comes afterward? I actually had to pull that one from Wikipedia, because there wasn't one at all on IMDb. <laughs> wow. wow. He's that obscure. We gotta make this entry. Next part is the history segment. I don't think, yeah, none of us had seen it before, so... This is Actually, our... no, I had. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, I watched it probably about a year ago, because I watched it not long after we did the last Hideshi Hino movie, which was Lizard Baby. I didn't get that into it. I actually found it a bit dull, but we'll see if my opinion has since changed. Mm. <laughs> 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 this is our uh, fourth dive into the world of Hideshi Hino. Yeah, yeah two-thirds of the way done, I suppose. Closing in on the final hour. Yeah, yeah dude. wonder what we got in store next. Like, macabre misery. <laughs> misery mysteries. <laughs> misery. Dick Dale up all in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. The cast segment is going to be kind of tricky, because I don't know who any of these people are in relation, the actors are in relation to the characters, so I guess we can just discuss some of the characters. So there was Haruko, who was kind of the main character, like the sister and the sister-brother thing. I thought she was pretty good. She was very upbeat, considering the horrible things that were going around her. Yeah, tough yeah. circumstances. Yeah. yeah, she really tried to keep it together. And she was a total cutie bite. She was a babe. <laughs> QT 3.14. For all of you fucking math nerds. Yeah, it's getting steamy in here for the calculators. Gonna have little, <laughs> little windshield wipers on my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> My fucking bow tie twists up and my beanie propels itself. <laughs> she had quite a range. She was like miserable and angry at sometimes and upbeat most of the time. She carried the movie well, for sure. Yeah, I believe I thought she thought loved so. her brother. That's for damn sure. Yeah. yeah, she's dedicated. Yeah, I'd say the, the family as a whole was quite stoic yeah. uh, in the face of this plague upon their family. It's a bunch of Qui-Gon Jinns. Yeah. <laughs> just like, looking at him. It's yeah, like... it's all played by Liam Neeson. <laughs> and the brother, Zoroku, the titular Zoroku from Zoroku. He Zoroku. already played Zoroku. Zoroku's uh, revenge. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like not a big part of the movie just because he was all wrapped up in bandages and blankets the whole time. Which is crazy yeah. considering his name's in the title. Yeah, and yeah. he was like in the background. And, well, yeah. he did have a disease for sure. Totally. <laughs> that was some disease. But was the house ravaged? That's a question. Fairly ravaged towards the end, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. It was pretty roughed up. <laughs> but yeah, no, we didn't really see much of this guy without all of that makeup on him. Uh, yeah, it's maybe just the first 10 minutes of the movie or something. Yeah. Until he gets all those prostitutes. The makeup, though, I thought looked pretty decent. Yeah, it looked, was effective. It looked pretty gnarly. Yeah. Pretty disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like just a big pile of pus. Yeah, and they always added like know. these squishing sounds, like he's popping constantly when he yeah. moves. Like he sounds like a bowl of Rice Krispies when you put your ear really close to yeah, it. Yeah, and it's saying, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> the dad was sort of interesting because he didn't really do anything. He was the most stoic. I like the part where he has to fucking like beat on them and it looks like he doesn't really want to, but he does it anyway and his mm -hmm. eyes are like bugging out of his head. Yeah. He knows he must. It's like yeah. he said, am I the only one that can do this? 
Well, was he? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, no, that was a great scene, too, when his eyes were bugging out. Yeah, that was good. And yeah, he just drinks a lot of tea and smokes a lot of cigs and doesn't talk a lot. Not really, and he just kind of sits there Just all sits day. at that table and stares. He actually has like a little, I don't know what it is, like a container of tea or something, but it says it has the word peace on it in English. I thought that was interesting. Is that something that their son got them? Might have been. When he was out somewhere traveling abroad? No. And there was the mama. Mommy. <laughs> Yeah, she was good too. Kind of similar to the dad, a little less stoic, I guess. I thought she looked a little bit like Jackie Chan, like under, <laughs> under the right light, like like if he was gender bending. I could see that undercover. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was great. She's actually one of my favorite parts of this movie. Was the hmm. mother? There's a good range of, of acting. It's not like a huge range. She did a really good job in this role. And then there's like the mayor, and then like the mayor's son, who <laughs> were just a couple of motherfuckers. I thought it was strange. You know, we'll talk more about this in the movie. Like, why was the mayor? so like interested in the son's disease and so like weird about it maybe just worried about like his whole town getting infected with the same thing like that's, that's what I thought that's yeah. what I was thinking too he's gotta think about the greater good because he's the mayor and then his son was like a fucking creep ass he's super <laughs> creep dude god Damn yeah, it. fuck that guy. And that's basically everyone worth talking about, I think. I there think was, like, were. the creepy son's, like, backup guy with the open shirt the whole time. Yeah. I don't even think he said anything, did he? I don't no, know. No, but he walked out of King of Fighters. He looked pretty <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah, they should have had that mayor. Yeah. The guy with the fucking overalls or whatever. <laughs> fucking Hagger. Yeah, that would fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> taking your son I'm taking him out of here so I guess we can get into the brief and I do mean brief history of the ravaged house Soroku's disease the ravaged house Zoroku's Disease was one of six films in the anthology horror series known as Hideshi Hino's Theater of Horror, also known as Kaiku Gekiju Hexalogy, based off the work of Japanese horror manga writer Hideshi Hino. She came to Japanese theaters in 2004, and the series was released in 2006, and that's all we got. There's, like, no specific information about this movie that I could find anywhere on the internet. Oh, well. We need the listeners' help if anybody is familiar. Yeah, any Japanese listeners. They're getting a lot of plays out of Tokyo lately. Hey. Really? Oh. Yeah, we had like a bunch in one week. That's cool. So if any of y'all know anything else about this movie, email us. Monoclemovies <laughs> at gmail.com. So a little bit about the director, Kazuyoshi Kumakiri. Born in Obihiro, Japan in 1974, Kazuyoshi Kumakiri is also known for Kikiku, Banquet of Beasts, Hole in the Sky, Antenna, and My Man. Hey, my man. My man. <laughs> That's it. We can get into the movie now, I guess. Yeah, do you guys get a creeping sense of foreboding as we do these movies? Like, we're on the fourth of the sixth one. Do you think something's going to happen when we do all six? Oh, oh like, like, on the, the, like on the last one. Like, like some, the ring or something? The fucking like, the computer will explode. We're just I don't know. plagued by, like, Hideshi Hino himself. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> like, like I, was, I will write you to death. Because I was thinking about watching this intro again for the fourth time. I um, noticed, like you said, when you guys watched The Lizard Baby, it seemed like this intro changes a little bit depending on what story it is that he's telling like the last one had like more lizard like images yeah yeah I think it did I think they are like vaguely different subtly different from movie to movie which is pretty cool I it think is. so I wanted to go back and like actually confirm this but I was like fuck it I'm too lazy <laughs> but uh, yeah I guess we can recap what this intro is like a little bit it's like we see like a creepy guy in an apartment writing stuff and there's like cartoon images flying around and says he lives in this rot in the heart of this rotten city in a rundown shack and he brings the, the shadow of death with him wherever he goes 
goes. Yeah, like whatever he writes comes true. And yeah. Like if you write somebody suicide, that suicide happens. And he's like, oh no, I'm responsible or something. <laughs> like. That and like at the same time though, I think he says like all the things that he writes are based off things that really happened. But I think it's like that, but also the things that he writes become real. This guy's an unreliable narrator. He's full of shit. He's, he's, got, yeah. the, he's got the pencil from that one SpongeBob episode. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking the comic book, uh, it was a storybook of the Ninja Turtles and they were fighting some guy that had a magic pencil and whatever monster he drew would come to life. But yeah, you see him like, when he like, breaks his pencil in frustration. Yeah. He's like jabbing it against the t- paper oh. on the table so and hard. And it cuts between oh, him and like this girl wandering around and we see her pick up like this weird little green baby doll thing. Yeah, she's just walking around like a dump. Like just yeah, trash really. everywhere. <laughs> or like it's, the, it's like the top floor of a building and there's just, just shit everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I like the cheesy music. Yeah. And the cheesy superimposing and all this stuff. It's great. Hideshi Hino tells her to take a fall. <laughs> Just take a fall. Fall the way to the bottom Do of it. hell. <laughs> Do it now. And she does it. Like, why? Why, why not? The- well, that's a good point. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> the wrath of Hino. Yeah, dude. It's upon her. The wrath of Hino. When she the sh- eye of the ranger is upon you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. No, she must abide she, by yeah. the eye. She watched all six movies, so that's what happens. That's, what, that's what happens when you watch all Completely six. mind When you complete controls. the series, you just, just Hino possesses you. Yeah, it's like, take up all. We might have talked about this on the Lizard Baby episode, but I remember saying, like, we should try to interview that dude. Hideshi? Because I feel like we probably, more than probably any podcast in the world we've like devoted quite a few hours to discussing his films that's true that would be fun it would be this guy i think he's like 75 he's kind of old now but i think he's still alive we can do it over skype man it's easy easy. and then then we hear like a crazy cackle it sounds like the laugh from that song Wipeout. yeah it really does like a lot like it and then we see the pony canyon the good old pony canyon logo i like yet again i do too makes me think of like a playstation one era company logo oh like at the start of like gex or something yeah like some sort of like it's really this kind of cheap CG animated logo, yeah. yeah. There's something weirdly pleasing about it. At this point, I have so much nostalgia for this series. Mm-hmm. Not that we've even finished it yet, but like the first time we watched Boy From Hell together was like forever ago, probably about four years ago. It was before we lived together, yeah. Our opening shot is like a board game, and we see them like a couple of hands fucking around with board game pieces, which I kind of like that opening. Now that I think of it, it reminds me a bit of the people under the stairs. Like you see them, oh, yeah. you just see hands like fucking around with tarot cards, and this one you just see hands fucking around with like board game pieces yeah yeah that's pretty sweet and the music's pretty cool too i can't really tell it sounds like somewhere between a trumpet and a clarinet it's this kind of chill soundtrack yeah and it like loops the same song over and over yeah some people argue over something yeah i think it's their parents they live in a pretty old-fashioned looking house it's old-fashioned japanese style so it's like all wood and it's got those kind of just sliding doors instead of windows it's almost like paper actually yeah they had a door like that quite a bit like that in dead girl walking now they think of it like remember the part where she tries to barricade the door they just slide it yeah. open. <laughs> it's like the big Lebowski. Oh my god, that was so good. The mother and the father, they're fighting. The two younger children, Zaruko and uh, Haruko, he uh, loads some things up into a box and decide to go for a walk. Yeah, it looks very stormy outside. I, I noticed that in a lot of scenes in this movie. It looks like, like very gray skies and a lot of wind. Something's very, a brewing. Very mm. overcast and mm. ominous. They're walking along the countryside. She's whipping him with a tree branch, I think. She's whipping him with that and telling him to carry her because her feet hurt. She's bawling. He decides to call her a wambulance. <laughs> yeah. They see that there's some people gathering in the field down below with some sticks. They're doing some drum practice for a... Yeah, like in sync, man. <laughs> it's for a ceremony 
that's coming up. They walk down this dirt road, and I like there's a lot of nature sounds kind of in the mix, and like a lot of other Japanese movies I've seen, a lot of birds and bug noises, and his sister's kind of bitching about having sore feet. She's got these old-school wooden sandals, like the Ninja Turtles. Like, that would really hurt. Yeah. Like the flat board with the two small pegs down beneath it. I feel like the only way that those would be comfortable is if you grew up in that culture, and that's what you wore all your life, but they do look very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Hey, you're not a bitch. Not a yeah. bitch. <laughs> I was thinking about the time period too. I figure it's probably no later than like 1950s, maybe even pre World War II. Yeah, because I was wondering I too. It, it looks like feudal Japan, but they there's have some signs have of the 20th. There's some signs of the 20th century, like electricity. You see somebody wearing like a cabbie hat and like yeah. more like Western clothing. Yeah, I don't know if you even see like a car in the whole movie. I, I don't think, think you do. You don't see a TV. Oh. You don't see a radio. Yeah, that's right. So it could even be like 1920s, 30s, for all I know. But but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Her brother stops and they just talk about, he's like, hey, remember that time we'd play in the playground and we did all this stuff and like reminiscing about old times. Mm. It's nice to see them like kind of romping around like this because a real good indication of how much they care about each other because they do. Yeah, yeah, but she gets bored with his story. <laughs> Another thing I thought was interesting about the setting was I think this is maybe the fourth out of four movies that takes place in more or less a small town. And I wondered, like, do Japanese people, kind of like Americans maybe, find small town environments kind of spookier? Maybe. Because that country is so so urban like a quarter of the whole country lives just in the Tokyo area yeah it's sort of different and weird maybe to live in a small town you guys remember some line about the souls of the dead I just wrote down something about he says something about the souls of the dead but I can't that, remember what it was it's, it's oh. for what that um the ceremony was like they, oh, they burn okay. they burn the thing and then it's supposed to be like a passageway for the dead to move on or to keep them where they belong as at this point I noticed that the film quality on this one in particular is way better than the uh, other three movies that we've seen in this so far it looks quite sharp it looks more professional it looks less like a tv movie than the other ones had almost like a tv movie quality yeah as much as i like those movies dead girl walking like is a good movie and everything but it, it looked almost like it was mastered off of a vhs tape it was a little odd that way but this one looks very professional yeah the camera's really steady there's one thing that i noticed was weird was that uh, when they show the drumming it looks like it's off sequence with the image i thought it could be just because they're so far away and this huh. light travels faster than sound they go to like bathe right no they're, um, they're brushing their teeth with the stream water. Can't do that, man. You're going to get beaver fever. Well, he's brushing his teeth with <laughs> stream water, fever. and brother spits out a tooth, man. Yeah. I wonder why they were brushing their teeth in the woods. That is strange. I, I guess, guess they don't one... have, like, faucets. Or... That could be it. Actually, yeah, I don't remember seeing running water in their house. Yeah, I guess there were parts of rural America that were like that at the time, too, that didn't really have much modern conveniences. And yeah, like, his gums itch, and he's like, oh, shit, he spits out a tooth. They're just falling out. But yeah, I was thinking about this guy, too, with, like, this movie, and like I mentioned it, we were watching it. It's like he seems to always go back to David Lynch and or Franz Kafka. There's always things that remind me of like David Lynch movies like Eraserhead or The Elephant Man in this case and also like The Metamorphosis. He is Franz Kafka. <laughs> it cuts back to the bedroom at night. The, all four of the family members, they sleep all next to each other kind of in a row. I can't believe he just spanks it right in front of his family. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. The way it's shot, it like, looks like he's vigorously like jerking it. Right better now. do it before somebody wakes up. Like, <laughs> you gotta do it fast. Like if he's trying to go for the stealth fab, he's fucking failing pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, um, he gets a fucking B or C on stealth, man. <laughs> well, too bad he can't. <laughs> I was just thinking about this because I re-edited that episode recently. But yeah, too bad he can't fap underwater like the Highlander. Yeah, yeah dude, like a real Nobody bro. bothers him under there. Aqua fap 9000. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that was what I called it. Yeah. Is that the next did. Aquaman movie? Or the only <laughs> Aquaman movie? Or whatever the fuck. And his mom wakes up and we see he's really just scratching himself. Yeah, right. But anyway. Yeah, well, uh, likely story. Huh? But he's like, I feel itchy inside. Yeah, so he's like scratching off his skin. Like you can only imagine. It's like when you get a itch on the bottom of your foot and you can't scratch yeah. it because your shoes are on. Yeah, That's the worst. Like that. But like it's like that, but on the inside. Yeah, oh. he's all scabby looking. Yeah, he looks bad. It looks like he rolled around in poison ivy for like three hours. Yeah. Yeah, I got poison ivy actually right in that area once when I was a kid. I bet that was nightmarish. And it awful. wasn't good. <laughs> but yeah, because like I, I got it from when I went fishing with my dad and took a piss in the bushes. So I had like fucking poison ivy in my d- Shit. Oh, oh no. At least I think I did. Yeah, definitely all on the inner thighs. Oof. For sure. And yeah, I remember I had to take cold baths because, like, heat aggravates it. Yeah, fuck that. Oh my god. Nah, that sounds like a nightmare. Eh, I got through it. I, learned, I learned a lesson. It makes it stronger. I've seen they nearly killed and they couldn't be no more fucking wronger. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, represent. But yeah, his mom says it's just a rash. A couple of dudes couple come over. punk asses. They're like, hey, we got, got the, we got the new Call of Duty, man. You got to come play this shit. <laughs> Fucking modern infinite warfare, bro. And the guy with we talked about earlier, like the son of the mayor, the guy with the cabbie hat, he's such a creep from, from day the get-go. One. Yeah, yeah, from day one, dude. Fucking day what? one edition. Xbox yeah, One. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, but he looks like he's checking out his mom. That guy's mom. It's he's so like weird. a serial rapist. Like he's he's he like kind of is, two yeah. years old. Like, take your foot off the fucking gas pedal for five seconds, dude. <laughs> that Damn. Guy's like twelve. Like, what is this? What's happening here? Take it easy. Cool your jets, man. And it looks like Zoroku's being like kept in a cage, like a wooden cage. Yeah, like he's a werewolf. Like and his face looks up. fucking wrecked, dude. R e k t. Yeah, get wrecked. Yeah, it was a triple on his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby, a triple. <laughs> they show the dad the scene has nothing to do with anything but I like this shot anyway of him in the woods uh, chopping wood yeah, yeah, very like, I like the scenery yeah, really bad. <laughs> oh not, the scenery is great I don't know if he's that bad he's but. terrible at it <laughs> <laughs> he's no Ryan Reynolds no that way. Said. <laughs> yeah that's what I said <laughs> no that is a great scene actually yeah it's a nice little shot and then so mom's doing some gardening oh wow I can't believe I took this note dad returns with a, a on his back <laughs> oh but the actual technically technical <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look it up in the dictionary, dude. It's a bundle of sticks, okay? A real thing. <laughs> Probably bleep that, but it's funny anyway. Yeah, we see Zoroku is all bandaged up, and he's laying down, and Haroku is still trying to kind of entertain him, I think. She's sort of casually rolling a ball around, and then we hear the sounds of flies buzzing. He's clearly starting to decompose. It's already this early in the movie. Like before their eyes, man. The amazing de- decomposing yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, it's worse than Melt Man, dude. The yeah. power to melt. <laughs> Oh, man, I can only imagine how bad he must have smelled. Oh, yeah, I was thinking oh, about that man. when we were watching it. It's like, he must reek. He probably doesn't smell as bad as Shrek, though. I'll tell you that. He probably still isn't as bad as Shrek. Shrek's disgusting. I mean, he <laughs> might not be rotting, but his hygiene is poor. Yeah. <laughs> Piss poor. I kind of got this sense of Haruko, the sister. Like, her character is supposed to be sort of immature a bit, I think. And I think she is supposed to be the younger sibling. It's just, like, little things, like, that she kind of acts and still in, like, a bit of a childlike way. Dad says he's going to do something. I don't know what that means. Uh, he stops and he kind of sniffs the air a bit and he looks to his wife and he tells her to do something about the smell. Oh, oh, yeah. right, yeah. So Mama carries Soroku down the road. And he's in bad shape. And Haruko is following along. But yeah, his legs are all bound up. Yeah, and she's watching his feet and they look like he's just in so much pain. All of his exposed skin just looks like hamburger. Tenderized. Yeah, fucked up, beat to shit. He's like been dragged behind a truck for like 200 miles or something. Yeah, he's been road hauled like a <laughs> motherfucker. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Yeah, you get a shot of what his back looks like, and it does. It's just like, it's just fucking trucked. It's like a dark reddish purple. It's all like swollen and lumpy. I like the way that the shot is set up, though. The mother is washing his back using the stream water. Zoroku and his mom, they're kind of out of focus in the back. Haruko is in the front, kind of just like sitting idly by. You can see how bad he looks, but it still leaves a little bit to your imagination because it's kind of faded out, so you don't yeah. get like a full clear image of it, which I really like. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a really good shot. I like that. Like, they never actually give you a full, clear image of this guy. He's almost like a monster in that sense. You always want to, like, reserve that until the end. So I like that they save that. And I was wondering, like, regardless of how fast this disease would kill somebody, I just feel like he'd be dead of infection pretty quickly. It, doesn't, oh, it looks yeah. like a lot of his skin is just gone. It's just raw flesh. It's like that episode of Aqua Teens when Carl had his skin ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's bleeding everywhere and, like, just spilling shit all over the place. Like, he wouldn't die of infection. Yeah, like, as somebody with eczema, damn, I can relate. Yeah, and I was just thinking about this point, like, yeah, just how fucking silent this family is, despite everything that's going on. And I thought of this was, like, certain Japanese films that I've seen just seem like they're kind of criticizing or critiquing Japanese culture as it is, or as it used to be, and, like, how people were too reserved and too conformist and afraid of differences in the past there. And that's kind of what I get out of this movie. That's really interesting. Just like afraid of change. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like I was saying earlier, if there's anything that these movies have taught me, don't ever get sick because your family will turn on you. They'll just like, <laughs> fuck you, you're done. Plus, yeah, <laughs> to the what, yeah, like that's what I heard about like Akira Kurosawa's films was that like coming out of World War II, it was just his view was of Japanese society was that it had been too conformist and that he wanted to make movies that are very individualistic. The guys show up again looking for Zoroka or they call him Roku-san, I think. One of his neighbors, he's looking to borrow some tools from him because he knows he's not using them at the moment. He walks in, he notices there's some incense burning in the mm. middle of the room, but it doesn't really do much to mask the smell because he's got this horrified look on his face. Yeah, and then he sees Zoroku, yeah. and he's just like, Scooby-Doo just sprints out of the house. He just runs away. <laughs> it's and such this, a good cut. This stinking yeah. wreck of a man. <laughs> like, fuck this, man, I'm out of here. Yeah, it looks like, like vapors are like emanating off of his body. And you hear the fly sounds again they're yeah. buzz, buzzing around they get louder throughout the movie <laughs> yeah I think too. this is more like, of them yeah. <laughs> oh man oh baby oh man <laughs> fuck it yeah that guy saw him and he's like fuck it he's like fuck it <laughs> so I look like a pussy now <laughs> <laughs> Next, we cut to Roku. He's talking to the mayor of yeah. all people, this elderly gentleman running this town. He inquires about his son's condition because word, I guess, has gotten out probably from and that this guy, guy that ran away. Yeah, mm, bitch, that your son, <laughs> biggity bitch, punk ass. <laughs> so he inquires about it, asking him how he is. Gotta make sure that this whatever it is isn't contagious, spread to the rest of the people. Yeah, and he it, wants to help take care of it. He can give you the money if that's what it is. Like, yeah, and his dad's like, oh, it's just a you know, it's just a minor rash. It's nothing he's, major yeah he's like deflecting all of his attempts to like either find out more information or to to help him because he's I don't, like too proud or something yeah i think that's what it is is that's how some people are it's like some people that'll give you the shirt off their back but they'll never take any help from anybody else if they actually need it that's when we find out that the cabbie headed man is the son of the mayor yeah like the cowboy headed man yeah <laughs> he was letting it all hang out <laughs> uh, but yeah i mentioned that he's ill-mannered fucking young punk he's a hooligan yeah. stupid young generation goddamn Buck. Millennials pissing me off. <laughs> He's young, dumb, and full cum. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Young, dumb, full bing, bing, cum. We gotta get a bell. Ding. We should get a kazoo. We should each have our own kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> we can blow them in unison. The 21 kazoo salute. Truly outrageous yeah. happens. <laughs>
We find out in that conversation that, yeah, Zoroku hasn't seen a doctor, which seems kind of crazy to me. Me too. His disease seems pretty severe, but you never know. Like, there's certain, like, illnesses that can kill you that also sometimes have a simple cure. Like appendicitis. Not that this has anything to do with that. I was just thinking, like, appendicitis, if your appendix bursts and you leave it there, you die. But it's also a very simple operation to get that motherfucker out. Hey, who knows? They might have a fucking, you know, lotion. Lotion, yeah, some potions. Some, some topical cream. Yeah. They got some Robitussin in their medicine cabinet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Recall, though, dude. Cut back to the family homestead here. It's dinner time. And I like the framing in the room. Like, a lot of the shots in this movie are, are framed up real cool. And you got the family in, like, the forefront of the shot. And then you can see Zoroku lying on the bed in the back. The dad gets up and he shuts the door in the middle of the room, probably, so they can actually gag down their meal without yeah. having to smell his ass. It's that and also just to let him keep resting. But it's cool, like, imagery. Like, it's it the, the father, like, shutting out separating, the son. Separating the yeah. family away from him. It's a sad movie, man. It is. It really <laughs> is. It's interesting, like, they have sort of their own Japanese version of, like, saying grace. Like, they kind of just bow towards the food and then, and then start eating it. The mom asks the dad, what did the mayor want? And he said, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And he just deflects that. But you then cut to uh, the sister lying next to Zoroku, who looks like he's just squishing and squirming and slopping and yeah. flopping. <laughs> They're laying there in a toxic fart cloud. <laughs> you hear the flies yet again. But she doesn't seem that bothered by it. Like, she's she doesn't have a smile on her face, but she's not, like, totally revulsed. Yeah, like, she cares about him that much, I guess. Yeah, it's an interesting look at kind of, like, at a sibling bond. Is this the part where he says, like, he wants to go outside? Yeah, he kind of, like, mumbles it out because his throat is probably so fucking swollen and infected he can barely speak. <laughs> and they walk down that same dirt road again, and that's the part where we see some plants in the background that look an awful lot like weed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And I wonder it if there is... a lot like weed. Well, you have that really awesome teacup that looks like it has, it's, like, Japanese-style, and has, like, it looks like a pot leaf on it. Yeah, that was an import from Japan. I wonder if they just have a plant over there that's just, like, a common plant that just happens to look like pot. It looked like there was a huge bush, and it was just like, fuck, that looks awesome. I don't know why they don't smoke some of that now. Yeah, I, I really like the scenery. It, it has this kind of, almost like a tropical feeling. It's very misty. Yeah. A lot of kind of lush vegetation, and you see, like, the waves of wind going through the tall grass. So I thought it looked awesome. It, yeah. it really does. They're walking along. Well, he's more hobbling than walking. He's just kind of, like, helping like him a, along. Yeah. It's like a pilot trash shuffling along. Like yeah, and he says thank you, and he says that he wants to go home, but, oh, who comes up behind him, but, oh, Cabby hat. Mr. Creep fuck over yeah. here. He walks up looking for trouble. He's got this like hungry look in his eyes when he's looking at her sister. <laughs> hungry he like a wolf. Food. <laughs> he's like, let me bang. <laughs> <laughs> let me bang. He's like, I'm going to make you my waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Why for life food? What did he like imprint on her? Dude. Like, yeah. Dude, it's all about 2D women, okay? <laughs> yeah. You don't have that 3D PD. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, man. Uh, so he's um he's leaning he in like runs up and he's got a bandana over his face to keep the stank away I think looks like he's about to rob them he pulls it down he's kind of looking at the garbage man a little bit but then he gets real close and he like kind of leans in like he's about to kiss her but then he like kind of moves his head to the side and she kind of flinches away it's really awkward Doesn't to watch he say like yeah. take care of me too yeah he wants to be taken part. care of yeah too, he needs which a fucking babysitter like, disgusting he wants his mommy <laughs> yeah no he gets like the mama he gets like the full on rape smile and oh, then uh, yeah he looks 
looks like Shrek. <laughs> and they exchange slaps. Like, she slaps him first, and then he slaps her back. And then Zaruko freaking loses it and tackles him. He charges him, yeah. Yeah, and he gets, like, gunk on his arm, and he's like, ew, what the fuck? I was kind of hoping that would play it's like, the he plot. slimed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bustin makes him feel good. But I was hoping that would play in the plot. Like, the mayor's son would get infected with that thing. Now that would have been him. cool. Haruko beats him with a stick a little bit, and he, he walks away. But, of course, he's not going to fucking keep his mouth shut about this. He runs with oh, no. daddy. 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 Somebody hurt me today. Daddy. Daddy. Will you buy me a captain's hat? Daddy. Will you buy me a boat? Will you buy me a millionaire's jacket? Daddy. Daddy. Can I get da- to the millionaire's club? Dad, are you proud of me? Dad. Am I pretty? Are you happy with me? Do for your dad, bro. Yeah, do for your dad. As you wait till my father hears about this. <laughs> Uh, My father's the lord of the land. <laughs> You're in for a world of hurt, Knave. <laughs> you have any idea who my father is? <laughs> my father's the most powerful man in the whole world. You don't hey, know who the fuck you're dealing with. Hey, He'll crush you like a bug. <laughs> yeah, he grabbed a dude's head one time. He just squeezed it into paste. <laughs> He's the strongest motherfucker in the whole world. He's the strongest motherfucker in the world, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> 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 So, so anyway, <laughs> the mayor is coming. This is a cool shot. I thought like the tracking shot of him running up to the door and then running into the house. The father, he's freaking out because he knows the mayor is coming. Yeah. So he starts throwing blankets over Zoroku. Yeah. He's like, help me with this. It's like, what do you want to do? So with yeah, the he grabs him by the legs and like starts to drag him away. <laughs> yeah. So the mayor, cabbie hat, and the headband guy from earlier and some other dude, they roll up on this piece. Yeah, they're like what five deep, four deep. They're about like four, four, five deep, and they, they notice. Scary. Goddamn, and they notice. <laughs> Yeah, like it's the incense burning, which is unusual. Yeah. It could just be that dad's a reefer addict, but no, it's probably because their son stinks. Other people don't burn incense. He buys incense at the store. They yeah, have it in stock. He had, That's true. It's popular in Asia, I thought. Like, what the hell? This is true. Also, um, the mother had those like little mounds of dirt that also had like groups of three or four incense. Oh, yeah, they had them. extra incense going. Oh, like even outside to yep. keep like... Oh, I wonder man, if there's some religious crazy. significance to that, too. Probably. It's mm. like in Catholicism, like lighting a candle for somebody. Yeah, they also do the things oh yeah they have they incense in the church the frankincense and myrrh yeah Yeah. or burning sage or something like that and yeah they want to come in and poke around basically and dad you know he makes some excuses says oh my wife's sick and the kids they're not even here they're out running errands so he's feeling better right and it's like well uh, no (laughs) (laughs) they just rush him and then cabbie hat busts in and he's just assaulted by the stank in that house yeah his face almost rips off (laughs) it's like what the (laughs) yeah he almost winds up just as bad off yeah. It was like that episode of Spongebob when he had the bad breath and he breathed into that fish guy's face and it just disintegrated <laughs> away. Yeah. 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 Soil it. Soil it. Soil it. Soil it. Oh, I fucking love Spongebob. More jelly. <laughs> Spongebob. And they confirm that it is Zoroku. Zoroku confirmed. They grab him. Yeah, they, Illuminati. Tra- <laughs> they grab him and drag him out of the house. They throw him. He falls over like a fucking sack of potatoes. <laughs> he just lays there. He looks like a sad Jedi just laying there. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he, he survived Order 66, but he's yeah. badly disfigured in the process. But yeah, the way these guys are acting, like the mayor and the son and the other guys, they're acting like gangsters almost. Seriously. That's maybe, what it made me think of. Maybe he's, yeah. not, maybe he's in the mafia. Like, oh, maybe. Maybe Yakuza, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude, maybe that's what the mayor is, like the dawn. of like... Could be. And that's the thing that I was wondering, too, is did they know something about this disease that we don't? Has this happened to other people in this area before? And, like, it oh. wasn't, like, a bad thing then, too. Because they seem to be, like, just really, really...
overly concerned about it. They're acting in really like almost like a cruel way to this guy just for being sick. I mean, maybe it's just that simple that it could be leprosy and leprosy's dangerous, but I wonder if there's something else going on. Yeah, like if there's some supernatural swing to it. Maybe. If it's not leprosy, like whatever, it looks like it would be super contagious. Like you would touch this guy and then like that's it, man. Or game just over. be around him. The thing like, is, is like nobody does get it. Even like the sister who carries him around the whole movie and stuff, like she never gets sick. So I wonder if something like this was real, you'd almost think maybe it was genetic or not that they would know anything about that that long ago. He just did the wrong drug. Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes the high just ain't worth it, kid. <laughs> it did remind me a bit of the Elephant Man, how he's all bandaged up and has this shame around his appearance. And yeah, they just toss him into the yard like a sack of garbage. They're taunting him saying, ah, ha, ha, lol at you. He's a freak. He's a freak. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking fart master. The sister shows up. Before, the mother was trying to take the blanket back from the mayor's son to uh, cover him back up. He's like, covering up is not going to do anything. He could use some sunlight. But then the sister shows up. She hits him with her purse? Or well, something? she takes the sheet yeah. back that he had taken off of Zoroku and yeah. like smacks him with that and like she keeps ripping grass out of the ground and throwing it at them all. And it's interesting. It's, yeah. it's like her doing that and her doing what she did and saying what she said. It sort of seemed to shame most of these guys because they just kind of walk away in silence except for Caveat. His fucking ego's been hurt. Yeah. It's been bruised too hard. <laughs> well, there's one part where it does look almost looks like his nose is bleeding. I don't know. It could just be shadow, but there's like this dark line on his upper lip. Oh, maybe she hit him in the face. Well, could, maybe yeah. Yeah, from when she slapped him earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why he was sticking around, but it was probably because he was like, man, I'm fucking up bad. The girl I want to bang hates my guts. <laughs> well, I think we see later that she dweeb. that he doesn't care a whole lot what she thinks. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just that much of a, a stuck-up asshole that he doesn't even care. What a piece of shit. What a motherfucker. What a... Fuck face. What a fuck freak. <laughs> what a fucking fuck face fuck freak. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, we see her like walking on that dirt road again and like some fucking kids call her like a stupid freak. Yeah, she gets assaulted by the bottle kids. Yeah, they throw rocks at her and shit. Her, yeah. Like what the hell is wrong with everybody? <laughs> Most people in this town just seem like pricks. Is there just like not enough stuff to do or something? <laughs> Maybe. It looks like a pretty dull farming community and yeah. that's about it. It's like Kansas. Like <laughs> fucking Wizard of Oz. And this, yeah, is, she, this is the era before Nintendo. Before people could find things to do with their time. It was before well, the Nintendo then, revolution. Think, uh, Nintendo made like board games, I think. They made, yeah, um, they made, they made playing card, cards. Card yeah. Games, yeah. Which, um, speaking of, this is totally off topic. You can cut this out. Did you see okay. the new cardboard tube things that they came out with? They're these uh, add-ons for the Switch that are, they're literally pieces of cardboard. Is that like Google Cardboard? Google, yeah, I, Google Cardboard. What the fuck is Google Cardboard? It's a cardboard thing that you can kind of stick your smartphone into and then it has mirrors and things on it. It's like a cheap-ass MF way of <laughs> of having like um VR. It's actually kind of cool. It is a little bit uh, like just to save you a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. It is a little bit like that, but they're all these like weird and wacky shapes. Like there's one, it's like a bow and arrow that you can set up and you can like take the Joy-Cons from your fucking Switch and put it in the cardboard and then it's like shooting an actual bow and arrow, but it's made out of cardboard. It's really weird. We'll have to look it up after this. Oh and my god. We can do another I mean. episode about that. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> fucking off topic. Um, so she goes she goes back home and the flies are buzzing even more loudly, I think, than they ever have been in this scene. Yeah, they're out of incense. Like, yeah. They finally burned through all of it, so someone's got to go um, get more. And Zoroku gets up and he says he's cured. He's like, Mind Fiara, it's a miracle! I can walk! <laughs> it's spring, yeah. And yeah, it's it's springtime for Hitler all up in here. And uh, yeah, he's like, spring is here. He runs outside and he keels over and he starts like foaming at the mouth. Bleeding out of his head. <laughs> he's crawling in his skin. His wounds will not heal. Will not heal, dude. He doesn't even care. Though. His body's hit the floor. I don't even- 
One, nothing wrong with me. Two, nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong with me. Oh, yeah. Such a fucking funny way to start that episode. Mom applies some warm washcloths to him. Oh, yeah. Feels good, man. Warm washcloth. Yeah, and she, it's nice, some, some nice framing in the scene as well. She uh, goes outside. The dad wants to talk to her outside. He's basically given up at this point. Like, he knows that his son is, there's like no hope for him. Yeah. And he wants to put him out of his misery. It's interesting. That's my opinion. Yeah, that, say, yeah. that's definitely what I read it as. And I thought it was interesting, too, because it's this movie and Lizard Baby both have those kinds of conflicts. Like, should I let this fucking fuck freak live or not? My lizard son or my diseased son? What is kind and what's cruel at that point? Is it more cruel to let this guy live? Because he's got to be in just constant, unimaginable pain. That's what Papa says. He's like, he's only going to suffer and, and then he, die. He's going to so die anyway. Else. Why make him live for another couple of weeks or something? And if it's just going to be hell the whole time anyway. Yeah, because his mind is going too. That's why he was running outside like convinced he was suddenly he, cured. Yeah, convinced mm. that he'd been cured. Yeah, it's a deep movie, really. It really I is. Think even maybe more than the others that we've watched. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Is like, I can understand understand both their positions as a parent at the same time like would you really have it in you to do that because yeah the mother doesn't want to do it like the mother hasn't given up yet the next scene kind of convinces her because yeah. Roku fucking like wrestles her out of the wall like he breaks down the wall and tries to crawl outside <laughs> yeah he breaks through one of those like paper and wood doors that we we're talking about yeah and so she sits there and she's like reconsidering what papa had said the night he's before. like throwing up skim milk all over the floor <laughs> yeah it's like weird <laughs> squelching kind of sounds coming from him and milk she... shooting out of his nose <laughs> It's <laughs> like yeah, somebody crazy. said something really funny. <laughs> yeah, she kind of just tearfully like cleans up after him, and you see her and the dad like exchange kind of a meaningful look. Like, yeah, you all right? Like we both agree. Yeah, probably get rid of this dude. <laughs> He's got to go to the humane society. He's going to the grinder. You're going into the grinder. <laughs> is this a, is this a physical grinder or <laughs> some, some kind of a metaphor? <laughs> you know, it's just the pickles. They're flexible. They're not crunchy like I'm used to. <laughs> 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 uh, the weird music in that movie. Yeah, it's a lot of movies. Anyway, yeah, she's a freak of the week. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> So we, um, it fades out to black, and then we fade back into a velociraptor running through some tall grass. Yeah, we yeah. see the grass swishing side to side. Turns out it's just Papa Daddy. Yeah, Papa and his weed fields. Yeah. Massive harvest this Big year. Big old harvest, yep. <laughs> I like this because watching it again this time and, like, picking up on the cue because I didn't the first time, he's out here cultivating some deadly plants to humanely euthanize his child. Yeah, like, put him to sleep. Oh, I didn't get that that was what he was doing. Yeah, that's why, um... That's interesting. Because, um, cool. the music yeah. got, like, really ominous. Like it was especially overcast that day, and you could see it was almost like kind of like a bog or a swamp or some place where like nightshade or some yeah, awful it was dark. Plant would, uh, grow. Yeah, and this movie it reminded me a little bit of the movie The Witch, which is this movie yeah. that uh, takes place in colonial New England. Oh, and... that's not The Witches by Ronald Dahl. No, oh. that movie's awesome too, though. Towards the beginning of the movie, like this family has an infant son who disappears, and then later there's other children who appear to be possessed. It's like this this family with like this tough stoic 
father and they're like kind of in kind of in the wilderness the way this family is and something about the tone of it just made me think of that yeah like you're just waiting for something to like go wrong just waiting for it to all explode in a way it's like the scenery and the music gives it almost like a smooth sailing kind of vibe but at the same yeah. time there's this underlying tension like this uh, yeah. shroud of dread kind of hanging over everything which I like it makes for a good atmosphere I think it has maybe more atmosphere than the other ones maybe maybe not so much uh, Tendril Walking had really good atmosphere yeah it, like it had this subtlety to it at the same time it was a very strong atmosphere but this one's really well composed mm. this whole thing's really nice and we see it looks like the Wicker Man yeah it's like that thing we are talking about earlier that religious ceremony and those these like half naked guys with torches marching around this uh, wooden structure that shapes sort of like a person yeah it's like Burning Man or something and it's this kind of cool double exposure where like you see phased between each other like the structure and then the people marching around it and I think it's some kind of a Shinto religious ceremony we cut back to the family they're eating dinner again or they're about to eat dinner the mother she's got a bowl of I believe either soup or tea that she's going to give to yeah. Zoroku spiked yeah, oh yeah spiked TV yeah, <laughs> yeah spiked TV bro Stripperella the dude. man show that's no, Comedy Central but oh is it they probably showed it in reruns on Spike I, I think I saw it on Spike reruns yeah that's where I saw it I remember like one of the crappiest shows that ever saw was on that and it was like Kelsey Grammer from Frasier did the voice of like this kind of half man half rat lawyer oh yeah I remember that it was like some really shitty kind of like adult swim reject sort of show it was like not even as good as Assy McGee I never watched it but I I remember seeing the previews from it because it would always be after MXC that show was awesome dude don't get Get eliminated eliminated. (laughs) that show did kick ass. That show was fucking. Pretty that sweet. was so funny. <laughs> I never really watched that show. I know that channel had the appeal for me with uh, Ren and Stimpy, the adult cartoon. Yeah, Ooh, I didn't that watch. That was awful. I'm glad I dodged it. I so. saw like one episode of that, and it might have been the only episode, as far as I know. But it sucked. <laughs> yeah, he told me about it. It was like really fucked up. Yeah, no. it was disturbing and not funny. <laughs> it's like what the hell? It's it it rotten crap. <laughs> in a nutshell, MXC is basically Ninja Warrior, but if it was dubbed like Kung Pao. Yeah, I think. Even That's the Japanese cool version is supposed to be funny. Yeah. And then like, the American version, they have like different uh, stuff dubbed in, so it's like even funny. And yeah. they like dub in like character voices, right? Yeah, they yeah. have different yeah. voices for all the different like yeah. competitors. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny as shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Remember one episode when like Tony Hawk was a judge? So where were we? So yeah, like mom goes to feed the poison to the kid. But she can't do it. It's at the last minute she looks over to the daughter and the daughter's scoping out, like, what is what is she doing? The mom just breaks down she just can't do it yeah she's yeah weak it was sort of a lucky guess though on haruko's part that like that's what was going on i didn't get what was happening until she jumped in to stop and i was like oh that was gonna be poison yeah like i didn't get that the first time either because we had that shot of the dad grinding up the herbs that he got earlier in that yeah, really in that wrong. giant uh, mortar and pestle i think that's why i didn't get it. it was like i figured it was probably medicine probably something to help maybe i should have gotten that from the previous scene oh well you blew it I blew it. You blew it. I'm a demon. <laughs> Dad comes back like brandishing a stick. He's got like it's a like wooden club. Cl- no, it's like a wooden club like out of the yeah, Flintstones. I guess, I guess oh, it, it is. is. Like a, yeah, it's sort of like a club. Yeah. It's like, is he, I'm the only one that can do this. You weak. <laughs> Pieces of shit. I just, wrote, then Pop tries to stab him. Lol, 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 lol. <laughs> Why did I think that was funny? What the hell? Anything would be funny with a right set of eyes. That's I true. don't know, but That's yeah, true. like he accidentally smashes. <laughs> That's true. He accidentally <laughs> smashes the light bulb, which was a little bit funny. That was kind of an intense was. scene. Maybe it was. It was. But it was, like but that. it was crazy. Yeah, like I love that when things like that happen. Like, probably don't want to talk about that part in Once Upon a Time in the West with the fucking when he lantern. Slides the lantern over. Yeah, it's so good. And he's playing the harmonica. Yeah. Yeah, I really like um, light play like that. And but 
it's like, like lots jarring. of lots of yelling. Haruko really does not want him to get killed. Um, he uses the cover of darkness to try to kill him. His stealth index goes to 100%. Snake eater. So he either accidentally or purposely smacks Haruko with he, the stick. He was going to smack Zaruko and Haruko jumped into the way of him yeah. at the last second and he hits her instead and he's kind of got like an oh my god what have I done sort of look on his face yeah. and she shoves him. Yeah, which this uh, she makes it look really fucking painful. Like, that's it's like 30 seconds of her like trying to recompose but herself. She, she probably uh, got the wind knocked out of her. It was I like on her head. Like she must yeah. have been dazed. But it was like that thing that probably we've all done where something hurt and we like tried not to make any noise. Like, oh, yeah. That's what it looked like. It hurt a lot but trying to hold it all in. She didn't want to show any weakness. Yeah, she was yeah. like fuck you. She pa-pa. got clubbed like a baby seal. It was pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah. She takes a lot of abuse in this movie. <laughs> she really does. So it was a rough ride. Not rough as riders. hard as Zoroku's ride but pretty rough. Zoroku's rough ride. Yeah. Yeah, she's a rough rider like DMX. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. It was sort of an interesting thing. Like at this point, she's giving him like a piggyback ride. And maybe think of earlier in the movie, she asks Zoroku for a piggyback ride before he gets all diseased. He spits up blood though. He like gags. He's like, Ugh! blood just spills out of his face. Not even from his mouth, just from like his face. His... <laughs> from his pores. Yeah. Crater faces erupted, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's asking to suck a dick, I think. No, he's telling. Yeah, dude, he's demanding. You, me. So in, in front of them, they see a guy in a cat mask, and it's Cabby Hat from earlier. It's super creepy. It's like makes Very me think of the, the dog looking. face, the dog out of The Shining, the Kubrick Shining. Oh yeah, yeah. It makes yeah. me think of that. Like it's and that he's striking. in his sumo wrestler undies and like an open shirt with all these weird symbols on it. He's looking to get fucked. Oh yeah. yeah. He's open for business. He's looking for some booty. <laughs> yeah. He's standing there. He's not budging. She tries to just walk by him. She's like, well, maybe I'll just walk by him, and everything. He will says, work halt. Okay. Oh. Goes there. Yeah. yeah. What is your name? State your business. What is ogre. your favorite color? <laughs> Blue. Oh wait, no, she's from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of that movie, by the way. Yeah. So he kind of like just punches Haruko onto the ground and carries her away. As Oroku kind of lays on the ground, he looks like a big old hamburger at this point. <laughs> Some fucking flaccid like old a... McDonald's wrapper. Just yeah. Flapping in the wind. <laughs> He's a McDouble that somebody just stepped on and left to forget. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was a dog duty, and they're like, Ugh. "Oh no, it's like, a sandwich." That's okay. I ordered a cheeseburger. This is the hamburger. Slap on the ground. <laughs> Throw it on the counter. <laughs> Where's my chicken sandwich? Where's my white wine? Where's my nuggies? Yeah, I'm on tendies. Yeah, I need my tendies. I <laughs> my tendies and my barbecue. So she's on the ground. Doesn't she like kick him in the balls? Well, he tries. Well, he kind of like gets on top of her, and it looks like he's gonna like try to rape her, basically. Yeah. yeah and then he, he like starts crying. Yeah, and he's like, "I wanted you to take care of me too. Why can't you take care of me like you take care of him?" Or yeah. Something. It's like, what the hell? Like is I was this saying, problem? like he's looking for mama. Mommy wants to bang his mommy. Maybe his parents got divorced. Baby really. wants to fuck. <laughs> he's got a serious Oedipus complex. So she she resists. She shoves him off. Hits him on the head with a big rock. Can't okay. believe we didn't knock him unconscious. That was a big fucking rock. He doesn't take it too kindly, and he kicks her in the pussy. Yeah, I thought it looked like yeah, in. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> I thought it looked like it kicked her in the gut, but it may have been more of a field goal type situation. <laughs> I thought it was the gut too, for the record. I didn't. I guess a true genius stands alone. <laughs> And yeah, I just wonder, like, what does he want at this point? Like, what's his end game? He's just a broken little being boy. taken care of like a child. Yeah, and... <laughs> if you won't be my mommy, then you won't be anybody's mommy. <laughs> and there's one shot where he has sort of a look of guilt on his face. Like, maybe even he is like, what I'm doing is fucked up. I don't know. I think he knows it's fucked up, but he wants to do it anyways. It's like one of those situations. Yeah, like Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just like that. And Zoroku tries to crawl over, and then Cabby Hat Gets his picks torch. up the torch. Yeah, light my torch and burn it. Yeah, and light my torch and burn it. Yeah, he's pulling a death grip. I am my own god. <laughs> yeah, he just beats the shit out of Zoroku until there's nothing left of his face. Oh my god, face, it's crazy. You like how he fucking smashes him so hard that it puts the flame and the torch out? Yeah, after yeah. about two hits, it's out. Again, pretty good censorship because like we don't see the gory details. Yeah, it's like cut off by a tree in the foreground. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. he's behind a tree stump. And then we hear some grinding on the ground, and it sounds like pyramid heads. <laughs> That's what I had written down. It's like, oh shit, Haruko's back, and he, she's got pyramid head sword. Yeah, Fuck. she unlocked it. Yeah, she ran off while she had the opportunity. She emerges from the darkness, and she has like a long... It's an axe. Oh, is it, it an axe? It was an axe? I thought it was yep. a pipe. It didn't look oh, like wow. it had a, ha- a had Oh, a it was like a pickaxe, yeah. It looked like the same axe that the father was using earlier to chop wood. Yeah, I didn't see a blade on it. I just saw the handle. You couldn't see it while it was um, dragging in the dark, but when she went to go actually swing it, you could hear and see the metal clinking on the ground. I bet Cabby Hat couldn't see it either, or else he would have got the fuck out the way. Yeah, this dude was Because he gets hit in the leg, dude. He stood there for like a full 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, he just stands there and watches her, because I, I, he's never really felt physically threatened by her for the whole movie, and he just probably figured, oh, she can't hurt me. But she got a weapon, and she even the odds. Yeah, freaking jabs him right in the leg And she it. misses about a mile wide in the first swing. No, she gets him in the leg on the first swing, but then the second's the, the killing blow when he's on the ground. Because he gets him right in the shin, right? And he yeah, like falls over. Okay, I thought the first swing, she didn't make contact. Because oh, she misses then, with the last one. Okay. And she drops the whole thing. And kind of wish she actually got him in the face because I hate this guy. And yeah, he lets out this kind of weird guttural scream. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, ignore me. <laughs> breakfast and I like there's a cool. Where's my. Where's my grand slam witch? Fucking Cheetos! Anyway, yeah, and I like there's a cool cut back and forth between him and that Wicker Man thing we we're talking about, like collapsing. Like, yeah, at this point, the ceremony's been over for a while, and the uh, last of the structure gives way and just kind of falls apart. Heroku, she looks up to the distance. Yeah, she sees, like, the sparks from the Wicker Man thing, like, coming up through the trees. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. It's like, the shot's weird, though. It's, like, out of focus. It almost looks animated. I'm not sure how they did that. It almost looks like a sunset or a sunrise. And this kind of peaceful music plays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, she seems, like, totally at peace now. Yeah, and that guy that she hacked his legs off, he kind of <laughs> he, he crawls away and she kind of falls to her knees by her brother's dead body. Yeah, back home, dad's just kind of staring at the table as usual. And there's a really cool kind of eerie thing where they hear the sounds of like two children playing. Yeah, I thought that and it's was like, like they the both, they, Yeah, it's like it's like the ghosts of their own past have come back to kind of haunt them. Yeah, because they both And they look, both hear it. And it like pans around them and it goes outside. Which is interesting because that is one theory about haunting is that it's not actually, not to get too spooky for you. Ooh. It's not actually the ghosts, it's the spirits of dead people. It's just like the earth almost acts like a tape recorder. The activity of people gets kind of like locked in and just repeats. Yeah, it's like the energy stains areas. Or yeah, something. yeah, like that. Is that where you think like the whole thing about deja vu came from? If it's like a tape recorder, like recording back, that would explain why people experience that sometimes. I'm oh, not yeah. sure. I don't know. I had like really insane deja vu when I was like seven, and I was paranoid that I was actually literally reliving my entire life over 
again because this is like every oh, little shit. every little thing that I did seemed so familiar to me. I may have just been schizophrenic. <laughs> I had a lot of deja vu when I was a kid. We close out on this movie with Haruko standing in the same place where she and her brother were in the beginning of the movie. She's uh, upgraded from twin tails to a ponytail. Yeah, like mm -hmm. she's matured throughout the thing. But that scene before with like the sound of the two kids playing, I was like, did both of them die? And then we see that no, she is still alive. And she looks off at the distance and as the credits roll, we see her as like a little kid and, and Soroku's still alive. as like a younger version of himself. Like it's a memory of hers playing or something. I yeah. didn't think of that. I thought it was just two other kids. Oh, I guess it could be, yeah. But seeing those two kids just made her think of her and her brother. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's where it ends. <laughs> Sad so, end. Alright, so The Ravaged House, Zoroku's Disease is not rated on Rotten Tomatoes, but it gets a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.1 out of 5 on Rate Your Music. How would you guys rate The Ravaged House, Zoroku's Disease? Now that we've watched a bunch of these, I can probably say that this one's the best looking out of the four that we've seen so far. I thought the acting was really good. The camera work, shots, just like the atmosphere in general seemed like way more polished and fine-tuned compared to the other three and yeah. it's probably just because of this director like like you said he's done other things before so he's got that practice under his belt i thought it was pretty good i thought it dragged a little bit i thought there were a few scenes of people standing around not saying anything that could have been shortened by 10 15 seconds other than that no i thought this one was pretty solid i'd give this one a three out of five i echo a lot of that with like the camera work cinematography and all the, the staging and stuff it was really really good the camera it looked really great i don't know if this was digital or not but it looked really good for what they had at the time that's a good question the acting was great. For as little dialogue there is, like, they do a pretty good job of emoting for as stoic as they are, too. Maybe Dad's the one that doesn't emote the, <laughs> the most. Yeah, the soundtrack's really good, and it's uh, kind of a sucker for these sad stories. Like, I kind of like movies that end when it's like, they end up in a situation that's, like, just the same as they started, or worse. Like, I just, I like that a lot. So I do like this kind of story. I do agree that some of the scenes were pretty slow. A little bit of it did drag, but other than that, I think this movie was really great. I'm four for four so far with this collection. I think they've all been great, and I'm going to give this a 3.5. I think this is worth checking out. Yeah, I'd give this at least a 3.5, maybe even a 4, and it's really interesting because, like, the first time I watched this, I gave it a 2.5. Mm. I was bored by it. Watching it again a second and a third time, my opinion of it has gone up a lot. It felt more serious, but also sort of more professional and more realistic than the previous movies. It was not what I expected, and I think that might have something to do with why I didn't like it so much the first time around. It felt quieter, I guess. I think the most similar one to it was probably Dead Girl Walking out of the other three. The acting I thought was strong. The cinematography was good. I liked the scenery and the setting. The soundtrack was good. It was simple, but it was effective, I think. I liked the whole family dynamic. And it was quite a contrast to Dead Girl Walking, where it was just like the whole family kind of instantly turned against her. Like, I think these people, at least they wanted to help at first, even if things kind of went to shit in the end. I mean, that's the thing. I think about this family. The only reason that they tried to kill him was because they thought that he was going to die soon anyway and because he's in a lot of pain. In Dead Girl Walking, like, she wasn't even living with the rest of the family and they still just were following her around with a fucking can of gasoline <laughs> trying to kill her just because her existence just pissed them off. They will have the revenge. Just, they were just weak, stupid people. And I thought these... <laughs> This family seemed like at least decent. Like, the father was interesting because he was very, yeah, like I said, very stoic. The least openly emotional. Maybe I'm just reading into his performance, but I see a guy who's thinking and trying to figure this out and trying to decide what to do and trying to do the best thing. I guess it's kind of nice to see that compared to these cretins from a couple <laughs> entries ago. I'm really glad I saw this for a second time, and I can't wait for the next one. So, yeah, I'd give this somewhere between a three and a half and a four. So, for once, we have some listener mail. Oh, shit. Oh, bah, 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 bah. 
So this is from Chocolate Muffin Top. Oh, hot. Right. Nice. Uh, writes in and tells us, Hey guys, found the podcast about a week ago. I listen while I commute and do work and have listened to almost all the episodes. I love the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. Nice. I burst out laughing through the whole track. <laughs> Another great Adult Swim movie is Metalocalypse, the Doomstar Requiem. It won't make much sense unless you watch the series, which I have, but it's great. Smiley face. Thank you for the great podcast and personalities. Oh, thank you nice. so much. Yeah, so yeah. thank you for writing us in. Maybe we'll do that movie sometime down the line. I think we should. I, I do like Metalocalypse. I've I seen the too. show, but I haven't seen the movie yeah i haven't seen the movie i've seen a little bit of the show i've, I've seen the, the first like three seasons i have them all on dvd if you guys ever want to borrow them okay so next week's movie is we just decided this breaking news breaking news is 1985's <laughs> mask directed by i forget his name but he also did paper moon which oh, was good and it's got share in it oh rocker everyone wears a mask oh rocker and sam elliott who is a badass motherfucker <laughs> oh he's the one that's big lebowski right yep he's He's a cowboy guy. One more ride left in me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also in Roadhouse. Shit, that's what I sh- we should have done is Roadhouse. Well, we can do it oh. soon. Until next time, until we do Mask. <laughs> oh, boy. Check us out at MondoCoolMovieDudes.com. We're also on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It really does help us out. We're also on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube for a full list of places to check us out. Go to MondoCoolMovieDudes.com slash links. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash MondoCoolMovieDudes. We're on Twitter at MondoCoolMovies. We've had a lot of new followers lately. We're all almost up to four. 420, bro. Whoa, that's awesome. Smoke up, brother! <laughs> yeah. Pinky up! Yeah, at Mondo Cool Movies. And you can also email us, just like Chocolate Muffin Top did so nicely to us, at MondoCoolMovies at gmail.com. So thanks again for listening, and join us next time for Mask. <laughs> and not the Mask with Jim Carrey. Just plain Mask with the guy with the weird face. If you thought we were done with deformities, guess again, buddy. That's what the show is all about. It's built upon freaks. Players. We should do freaks at some point. That's a good idea. All right, bye. Have a good night. Bye. Peace. No balls! No No balls! balls. Just loop that over and over at the end of the episode. (laughs) God damn it. I'll be be listening. I'll just be like, all right. Fucking assholes. (laughs) No balls! No balls! No balls! No balls! No balls! No balls! No balls!